Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have chosen a game called Tangle Tower. Oh, this is the part where I say the name again. Back to you. Tangle Tower. <laughs> Perhaps in a stupid voice. But Tangle Tower. <laughs> Tangle Tower is a... It's a sequel to Detective Grimoire from oh. SFB Games. What do you think SFB stands for? Super Fun Bunch. <laughs> Super Furry Bunch, because they are a London-based game company. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Tangle Tower is a point-and-click murder mystery adventure. So point if you think about point and tap. Yeah. If you think about those old LucasArts games or even the most recent Why does that name escape me? Thimbleweed uh, Park. Thimbleweed Park. Mm. It's a lot like that where you know your two characters set forth well actually you're one character. You're a pair of detectives. That was a set new thing forth having to solve a two mystery. Characters. Oh actually that's mm. not new at all. That's exactly what happens in Thimbleweed Park. <laughs> Except in Thimbleweed Park, you can actually like swap between the two and actually play them independently, right? right? Which is yes. a cool mechanic in Thimbleweed Park. Here, uh, it's a little bit more guided, right? Like you're 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 the duo of Grimoire and the partner. I forget her name. I think it's like Sarah or or something. It's Beth, maybe. I don't know. I forget the name. But very two very charming characters um, that is trying to solve the mystery of a Freya Freya fellow who has been murdered in Tangle Tower right. through a very mysterious death and you're there to try and deduce what has happened by asking all the characters within Tangle Tower who happens to be maybe like three or four families hundred oh yep <laughs> <laughs> that are somehow all intertwined with with uh, very confusing names um, that you have to talk to them individually and try and deduce what has happened that has led to the death of Freya Fellow. Now, did you understand from the outset what was going on? So, the thing about this game is that there's absolutely no introduction or exposition that happens that sort of sets you up to the beginning. Which I think could work for its, which for me, it's kind of worked for its benefit. It kind of like mm-hmm. plopped you in immediately and it didn't have a tutorial, right? Yep. Um, and it just sort of like sets you forth on as Detective Grimoire uh, trying to solve the mystery of what happened. So it, it, it kind of talks you through like the introduction, just, you, you know, you land on this island with your partner and then all of a sudden, he opens up this case file, which is the reason why they're there. And the case file briefly mentions that someone has been murdered. And then you're kind of set forth. And that's it. That's the entire introduction. Yeah. But I think even more than that, I was even confused about who and why and what happened with the murder. Like, Mm. there's something like a painting. Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't even sure if if someone was dead or not i don't know i just felt very confused at the beginning in a way that i was just didn't really understand i don't know for a murder mystery i think i would have hoped that the you know the uh, parameters of said mystery were set out 
reasonably clearly to begin with like this person is dead and this is what might have happened but there's like something with a painting and then you have a this strange conversation about it happened in the painting or i don't know i can't even remember because i was slightly baffled by it i was going to click through i don't know if you ex- had the same experience or maybe i just missed some um, important exposition I thought it was I thought it was pretty clear because as okay. soon as you land on the island, <laughs> Grimoire opens up the file and it says, "We're here because someone died." Mm-hmm. Okay, and this person died um, in this room. So you kind of then go to Tangle Tower, which is on that island. Uh, you move there from the dock, but as you go, it sort of introduces you to like the mechanics of the game pretty loosely, not guided in any way. Like mm-hmm. as you walk, you can tap around and. Each little point that you tap on, which isn't marked in any way, like it's just really on your observations. So if you like tap on the, uh, a shrub, they'll, the two characters that are, you know, you're sort of going along with will then talk about the shrub in like a really interesting way. That one sets the atmosphere of the game and two introduces the personality of the two characters. And then you make your way through to the Tangle Tower. You know, and then one of the first places that you can actually visit or encounter with people is the murder scene. And even in that point, it's still kind of like no one's really talking to you because the the main suspect, who is the person that the the, the victim was with when the victim died, is there, but she's not speaking at all. She's just a person that doesn't speak. Oh yes, and so. It's a lot of intrigue, lots of really quirky personalities. And then from then on, you know, like a couple of rooms open up, which then you can go to, introduces you to more characters that you then sort of interrogate, question, talk to. And then there are like little puzzles along the way in each room um, that gives you more clues as to, you know, what might have actually happened during the, the crime, if there was a crime. Right. If even if even if indeed there was a crime. Right. So overall, like I I had a really good time with this game. I think it was because of the 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 really high quality production of it. Like I thought the voice acting was surprisingly good. Mm. Um the animations were really charming. Like every character that you encounter and, and the two main characters are animated as they talk. And I kept trying to look for like loops of animation, but there seems to be like at least 20 loops for each character, which I found <laughs> very surprising. Oh, you're such a designer. I love it. And yeah, like these, these animations don't seem like easy animations. They seem quite, you know, intricate and lots of gestures and movement. So I was really pleased uh, by the fact that a lot of these characters had very unique animations. It was great. Yes, voice acting I was very impressed with, having been burnt a little bit in the past with other games. <laughs> right. I was suddenly surprised, like, oh, this is oh, this is what it should be like. I mean, Grimoire himself has a little bit of a strange, like, American slash British tone every once in a while. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's an American person. Mid-Atlantic, I think. Trying to put on a, <laughs> yeah, trying to put on a fake British accent and it just, like, comes on and off because they're not concentrating or if it's actually like a British person trying to do an American accent, you know, <laughs> maybe you get more backstory in the first game. Detective Grimoire. Maybe. Yeah. Which yeah. is about that character. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, especially for like a mobile game, like the voice acting isn't usually the most, 
uh, Pryode thing, but I feel like the the team at uh, this game company, SFB, the Super Furry Bunch games, <laughs> really took focus to this one. <laughs> the UI, I think, was also a little confusing for me. There's, hmm. It took a little while to figure out moving between rooms. I know, I suppose I was kind of in a thimbleweed park frame of mind where you know, tapping on the room you're in will move you between rooms. That's not actually right. the case. You need to like jump out a step to the map overview and then you can go to certain rooms or not. Um, there's also like a sort of a codex of stuff, which again, not entirely clear what that was for straight off. I think you have to kind of play it a lot more and delve into kind of start piecing clues together. Yeah, I, 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 I know what you mean. I feel like... If no one really had an experience with point-and-click games previously, I feel like this would kind of be easier to get into because I think the way things are organized makes a little bit more sense. Like you have another different pain for all the items that you've sort of come along the way. It kind of keeps a record of all the interesting little items that you've seen and noticed. It keeps a record of all the characters that you've encountered Right. And mm-hmm. like a really interesting, like note taking way where as soon as you're introduced to them, there's a little blurb about them. And then the more information that you find out about them through other conversations that you have with other people, the notes sort of fill in after that point. And the same thing happens with the items. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. if you encounter like a paint pot, right. First, it just says, oh, I found these in this person's room. Right. But then if you ask another person about that paint pot, and they happen to know more information about it, then that piece of information gets jot down in the notes, which I thought was like such a clever way to, one, use that item to ask people during like the interrogation process, especially if you're like curious about it, right? If you think like, oh, maybe they know a little bit more about these paint pots, like then they can tell you. Um, and secondly, it like, you know, it, it makes you, if you haven't played the game for like a week or something and you come back to it and you look at your items again, it gives a really nice record of where you are so that it's like, oh yeah, okay, this person said this. And you get to remember um, like sort of the progress that you made without losing too much information. We should probably talk about the little mini puzzles you get because mm. in a kind of a departure from, I say, you, I guess your traditional point and click, at least from my youth, uh, these also have little mini games which uh, didn't really work for me, but I'd be interested mm. to get your thoughts. I mean, these were these were mini games, kind of like the game that we just played, uh, Get Access. There's right? quite a lot of similarities actually between the two. Yeah, playing them so, back to back. Yeah, um, except with this, there's a there's a pretty cohesive story that binds it all together. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. So a lot of the puzzles are like, um matching uh uh like you get this little gridded thing of shapes and lines and then you have to think okay i saw this one drawing that kind of had these symbols right now i have to try and match this up to in order to open this up and there are a lot of like those kind of puzzles but there's also like um kind of like uh I found this item like you, earlier on as you're like discovering around before you get to the tower, you find the cassette tape, right? And then mm-hmm. after you find the cassette tape, you're like, okay, this is a cassette tape. I don't know what to do with this. And then later on, when you go to one of the rooms, you find a cassette tape player 
right? In the shape of a gramophone. Oops. In the shape of a gramophone, right. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's something about the gramophone. There's a cassette in there, which you can play already, but then it also gives you the ability to play the other cassette that you found, which I thought was like a nice little thing, right? And these puzzles feel really bespoke. Like it's not just one set of template of puzzles that they have and trying to retrofit like this mechanic in order to say, oh, this is a puzzle, which I think is pretty common between games like this. But like all mm-hmm, like the right. puzzles that I've encountered so far felt really like custom made for like the situation that is in that that I thought was like such a nice touch. How far did you get, Edwin? What is a good way of uh, charting progress? How many people have you discovered? Or let's see, how many rooms? If you go to the map overview. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten. Oh, but I okay. just got to the tenth one. Okay. Um, oh, wow. I thought I kind of thought you might be far ahead of me because I feel like I kind of bounced off this game a little bit. Hmm. I really appreciate voice acting, the look of it. But I think two things. I think I was... Because I was kind of confused as to the murder how the murder happened or who was, I guess how the murder ever happened is kind of the reason you're there. But the fact that anyone, I don't know. I was just very confused at the beginning. Just suddenly having to talk to lots of people. <laughs> I don't know. I was suddenly like, Oh boy. It's like, Oh, I have to go to every room and talk to every person and have some like witty ish dialogue. I mean, I would describe the humor as, I mean, if you like the LucasArts games, humor is very similar to that. Mm-hmm. I would probably describe the humor as, middle-aged white man committee humor like they like it's not bad it's but it's very like it doesn't tend to have like a personality or quirky it's just like it's kind of what like it's kind of like it's not and it's not a bad thing but it's kind of like oh what's what's the humor you'd see in like an insurance ad oh yeah that's kind of that humor like it is very fraser humor i mean i love fraser don't get me wrong um Actually, no, it's no, no, I am not going to allow that, Sam. I'm going to say Frasier is far superior here, but, <laughs> you know, uh, so, um, and then being confused without really understanding the, like, inciting event, the UI was a little bit of a challenge for me to understand exactly where it's going on. The That's humor so and just, like, the rooms and like uh, just lots and lots of people and even after meeting three people or four people i was already confused or like oh boy they're all freyers no what's the name fellows somewhat fellow yes yeah i think the naming was definitely confusing (laughs) yeah there's so many names that started with f's yeah and i didn't really like the first mini puzzle we came across Mm. which is oh the egg yeah the egg on the front that you have the clues away on the back is wait two gems are connected by a line and the lines all the lines have different shapes that they make and then the clue on the back is they have the same line shapes but they're all rotated or flipped around Mm. which i didn't really enjoy with my brain my brain didn't enjoy that as a puzzle i was more annoyed by that um so yeah i kind of bounced off a little bit but i totally recognize that this is like well done and if you enjoy point and clicks um you should definitely check it out. I I guess like what's what's difficult for me to understand is that you've really enjoyed Thimbleweed Park. Correct. 
And I think Thimbleweed Park has more of the elements that you generally dislike when it comes to games, right? <laughs> I like, don't I know think, what you mean, Sam. <laughs> I think the voice acting in this game is actually so much better than the voice acting in Thimbleweed Park. Agre- right? uh, the, uh, I can't quite remember, but yes, the voice acting is exemplary in this game, for sure. And I think there is less of an introduction and more to write to the story in this game than there is in Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park, there's really long introduction exposition, right? Which I don't remember if you can actually skip. Um, and then there is more of a confusion between what you have to do with the items in Thimbleweed Park. Here, I feel like it's a lot more guided, mm-hmm. but to a point where it sets it up enough for you. So you have some choices with it, so it actually feels like you're playing a game. It might be the fact that because Thimbleweed Park has that very LucasArts-y right. UI that like, I'm completely familiar with you're and I didn't have to think about it. it. And yeah. here they tried to do a... Or they kind of did their own version of that UI, which I found confusing. And then maybe that just made everything else stand out a little bit more. Right, I in see. In terms of being frustrated, maybe. Yeah. But I still okay. felt like I was wrapped up in the Thimbleweed Park world. The world building, I felt, was stronger in in Thimbleweed Park. Like, I was kind of drawn into that world, whereas here, for whatever reason, I kind of wasn't. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Like, um, I think the atmosphere definitely has more of a vibe in Thimbleweed Park. Like, you know what the world is trying to do there, whereas here, you're not really sure what the rules of the world is yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. But anyway, let's get on to the three by three. Three things good and three things bad for Tangle Tower. Good thing we've said it many times, but the voice acting is revelatory, I would say. Like, yeah. I, perhaps the best example of voice acting I've come across. In a game yeah. so far, and like a mobile game especially. Yeah, so if you really like high production voice acting, you know, it didn't really get in the way of you reading it. Like, the pacing was just right. I felt like the little snippets of the voice acting was just the right amount of snippets as well to give you enough context and move the story forward and get the information that you need. Yeah, this is really well done in terms of voice acting. So if you like good voice acting, uh, you should definitely check this game out. Or if you're adverse to bad voice acting, then <laughs> hmm. if, you're, if you're sensitive to bad voice acting, don't worry, this one is great. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my second point, no tutorials. Like, I was kind of impressed that it didn't really... A lot of the interfaces, I'd say, are simple enough for you to actually figure it out, especially when it comes to you deducing some suspicions. Like, it gets to a point where, like, after you talk to some people within the game, you have to start figuring out, okay, you know, this is kind of like, if you're familiar with a game like Phoenix Wright, uh, Ace Attorney, like, you kind of have to start using the items that you've come across to try and say like, hey, but you know, you said this and this, right? And I felt like the system that they actually have in place for that was really well done to where, you know, it doesn't really require a tutorial, but then you can figure out exactly what you need to do in order to start making those deductions. Uh, And I thought that was like such a nice little touch. So if you like that type of game, uh, definitely check that out. Um, Autosave. Again, very well implemented. I think even in one of the one of the menus, it even says something like your autosave on, just to give you that little bit of um, contextual. Yes, autosave on if you go to the settings screen. So that was something explicitly called out that, boom, 
you can uh, you don't need to manually save or kind of do anything like that. And also, I guess kind of standard for these kind of puzzle games, but you have like three slots to mm. make a new uh, play a new game. Were there different difficulty settings? Like, is that? I don't think I'm, so. I'm wondering one, wondering why. Or maybe you're sharing. Yeah, your device with uh, your loved one. Right. You don't want to get spoiled by the 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 current adventures of another player. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of nice um, touch. Yes. Yeah. On top of that, I've been switching devices between iPhone and iPad. So, you know, if I'm on the move inside my house somewhere and I only have my phone with me, I'd play it on my iPhone. And then if I'm getting my kids ready for bed and they're, you know, snuggling in, then I play it on my iPad. Um, but uh, this is the first game where I saw where it shows you two instances and says, okay, which file should we keep? And it tells you your iPhone has progressed this much and then your mm, iPad has progressed nice. this much. And which one should I keep? And it was very, it was like probably the most straightforward, you know, which file should I keep thing I've seen wow. <laughs> for a game like this. And it's like a no brainer. I'm like, okay, every game should implement this. And it just, you can easily select which game you want to start playing off of from uh, and offers no confusion as to like what game it's going to play from. Nice. That's great. There's no real percentage progress, so it's hard to judge, but it seems like there's a lot going on. So, you know, if you want to get involved in the world, it's right there waiting. There is a lot going on, and I felt like that was also added to, you know, to me that was like a really good point because I liked all the personalities of the characters and like finding out why they're so quirky and not only that, like the way that they're animated, I think adds a lot to you discovering their personality. Um, So it's really interesting. Like I found that there's lots to really dig into in this game. So if you like a game with lots of really interesting content and you like the content, this is definitely one to check out. On to the bad points. Um, Okay. I realized that I just didn't read the lengthy case file that you think you, you get after you land your boat. So that's probably why I was very confused. So don't be like me and don't skip over several paragraphs of introductory text. I think that is kind of the bad point, right? Like it does such a good job of with the voice acting and telling you what's happening mm-hmm. that if you happen to miss like the case file or you know, an item description, which kind of could be key that they don't talk about, right? Like then if they don't talk about it, you could completely miss it and scratch your head as to like, what's happening? Like, what do I have to do? Right? (laughs) So I think that's what's caught me out because now just trying a new game slot. Oh, there's a whole case file that kind of gives (laughs) you the, which I honestly have no recollection of seeing before. So maybe I was, eyes are glazed over. (laughs) But yes. When I say interesting, I mean, that's on you, Edwin. That is on me. Well, you know, I am a player too. Right. Just a easily distracted player. So that's, I'd say like, that's kind of my bad point as well. Like it kind of builds on that first point where if you miss a file, you know, you're kind of screwed. But I, I got into this pattern where after you meet a new person, you go through your entire inventory asking them about it, right? So, oh, here's a new person. Let's talk about each little thing that I've discovered. And I felt like, like yes, this is a game. You kind of have to go through that, but mm-hmm. it feels it felt forced, right? So every new item I find, 
I'm like, okay, I didn't ask this person about it. Let me go and ask this person about it. And sometimes, like, they won't know anything about it and they'll just, like, not say anything. But, and other times, like, they will know something about it and gives you a pretty crucial information about it. So, and、yeah. it's not clear if they would know about it or not. So, you just have to, like, go through every single item with each person. And I felt, felt that could get a little tedious.、Mm. Ask everything about everyone. Ask、right. everything to everyone. Yes. The game. Which also reminded me that, like, when you talk to a character for the first time, there's a whole, like, there's a UI where you have to choose categories of things to talk to them about. Right. And I can't remember exactly what the wording was, but I remember it feeling, like, off somehow. Like, it was. It was, it did seem like a preset system that we weren't familiar with, right? Maybe、yeah. because we didn't play that first game. But it was sort of like introduction, right? And then. Yeah, character. Or、the third one is sort of like deduction. Yeah. yeah, or like suspicion, right? And it wasn't clear that, like, oh, this is, a, this is just like conversation trees that you can go down. Right.、Um, I think I they're kind of like the phases that you have with that character as well. Okay. Maybe that's like, what I think about it. Yeah. You can't unlock suspicion unless you found a crucial item、um, that pertains to their involvement with like, the case. Final seven day rating, Edwin. This is a three for me. If you're in the mood for a point and click, a well executed adventure, absolutely check this out. I wasn't, especially after two weeks of point and click adventures. So, you know, spoiler alert, that'll not be the game I'll be choosing later.、Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't quite in the mood for this、uh, this time around, but it is a great example of it. If you know you like these kind of games, definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, it is a seven days for me. Whoa.、Ooh. Yeah.、Uh, I, there's something about it that just really clicked with me. I couldn't wait to sort of get back into it after every play session.、Um, something about like the, the fluidity of the animations mixed together with like the really good voice acting and like the really good system of deducing like your suspicions. Like it, mel- it, it made it like a, a fresh experience to like the whole point and click adventure type game that. I would highly recommend to those that might like it. Well, that was Tangle Tower. Now, Edwin, it is up to you to choose the new point and click adventure for the next seven days. <laughs> seven days to point and click. <laughs> Sam, you have seven days to play. Hugh, colon, a color adventure. Like Hugh Grant? Nope. Hugh, sadly, no. That would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, no, not known for his colorful personality. Oh, maybe he is. No, this is Hugh. H U E. Hugh. A color adventure. Oh. Is a vibrant, award winning puzzle. Apple arcade game? It might be. I don't know because I downloaded it and it doesn't tell you after the fact. Let's have a look. Not the Philips Hugh app. <laughs> not the Philips Hugh app. It is easy to mistake that. Uh, nope, it is、uh, free to play and then a $5 unlock.、Mm. Are you finding、Ew. this? Yep, a color, a color adventure. It sort of looks like a, a platformer, but with color elements. Indeed. Well,、mm. stick around next week to find out how we get on with Hue, <laughs> a color adventure. Cool. Before we go, Edwin, things of the week. A、uh, friend of the show, Drew Peterson, FOTPTP, to long term listeners,、um, sent me a rather interesting link called What I Did During the Pandemic by Ron Gilbert, who you may remember was a developer on the Thimbleweed Park.、Mm. 
So, he says, uh, uh, he began rewriting the Thimbleweed Park engine at the beginning of March um, to explore a few ideas and UI. Uh, and then what happened, the game was kind of built almost from existing art, music, uh, and sounds. So it's now he's kind of rebuilt it with David Fox and some of the original team members. And there is now a, what he's calling a remix of Thimbleweed Park, which can be seen as an addendum and oh, not a interesting. sequel. So you can uh, get it. It's free on Steam or the Epic Store. So it's kind of like, uh, it's not actually Thimbleweed Park. It's kind of a new game with the elements of Thimbleweed Park. It is Dolores, a Thimbleweed Park mini adventure as it's built on the Steam oh, Store. Oh, interesting. And that this is this is what like the, the creator of Thimbleweed Park made during the... Right, uh, I think he basically kind of re- rebuilt the adventure game engine and then used a bunch of the art from Thimbleweed Park to make a new story. Ah, oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I'll post a link to the original blog post um, in the show notes. Nice. Check it out. He has the <laughs> quite like his, his domain name for his blog, grumpygamer.com. <laughs> if you're not totally burnt out on two weeks of point-and-click adventure... Have a third. And you want more. Yeah. <laughs> With Dolores, a Thimblebead Park mini adventure. Nice. Um, this is not on mobile. Um, so this is Steam and Epic. So this implies PC games, I think. Mm. Not for your iTelephone. Uh, mine is also gaming related. I oh, have look, started the adventure of Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation 4. Wow. Two games, two remakes. Damn, Sam. Look at us. We're so in sync. This was not planned in advance. uh yeah so it's it's really hard because i don't necessarily consider final fantasy 7 remake a remake (laughs) it's kind of what even is remake yeah it's kind of like a whole new game just you know loosely based on the original final fantasy 7 stories by have you played the original final fantasy 7s uh yes i have (laughs) As people long time ago okay uh and multiple iterations of it since um but never like i've never played it through all the way like the first time i played it through all the way you know like every reiteration there's there's been lots of like remasters or like oh let's get it for the pc and now it's available for the pc let's get it for the switch let's get you know a lot of those different versions have been made of the original final fantasy 7 game now it's on stadia as well yeah and this remake uh it's entirely it's an entirely new game made from like new assets so all the characters look incredible it looks like a triple a game all the voice acting has been redone the story has been redone um the characters are by and large roughly the same characters but you know they've all been modified to nowadays creative sensibilities where there's a little bit more backstory a little bit more actual character in these characters um but but overall Having is, a great experience with it. Uh, is the sword, though, still physically impossible R- to be that big? Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, no one else is carrying this sword this big, right? No one else in the world. And in this world. That is and all I know about Final Fantasy. I've actually never played anything about it. All I know is there's a giant honking sword. <laughs> and there's a guy where the right, his right arm is like a Gatling gun, right? <laughs> and... <clears throat> This this band ta- this uh this gang of people are supposed to be like kind of like um a rebellion group kind of like almost like a terrorist 
rebellion group, right? If you think about PETA mm-hmm. as an organization and they're, they're blowing up like, uh, let's say, whaling boats. This is essentially what this team is doing. They're, they're going out to these energy factories or energy power, power plants and blowing them up. Mm, okay. Um, and they're supposed to try and keep a low profile and, you know, everyone else in the world looks completely normal. They're like wearing suits and stuff. And you're this guy with this giant sword on his back and your buddy is like a, you know, a huge guy with like a Gatling gun in his arm <clears throat> and trying to keep it low key as they walk by guards. And I'm just like, this is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. <laughs> they're just like, Stay cool, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Never mind this giant ass sword that's on my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some things just don't add up, but it's still fun. Awesome. Uh, that is out now for the PS4. It is out for the PS4. I recommend the PS4 Pro if you're going to get it because the graphics do look uh, absolutely smacktastic. The PS5 has been rumored there's a new <clears throat> controller, but we don't have a release date. Is that right? No release date yet. Um, no real images of the console yet either, just the controller. What do you think of the controller? I think it looks cool. Like, I think it looks, yeah. Like a half and half cookie, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Delicious. Not for human consumption. <laughs> And that's our show. Uh, join us next week in seven days as we play Q, Q colon the Grant the Adventure, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Grant. Oh yes! Oh, I really hope the character is called Grant. That'd be so good. <laughs> um, and that's our show. You can tweet us a game suggestion if you wish at Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play. Seven days to play.